Mixmac gets woke and then it goes broke. What did we tell you? Do not mix politics with dance music. We might be freaks, but we know our mother phone can beats and beats and beats and beats and beats. Welcome to another show of the Freak Beat CDM podcast. This is your host, Johnny Walker. This is a show for all you freaks who want to listen to some news gossip, debates, and some fresh beats. So stay tuned. As I said two days ago, on the 29th of June, the editor of uh, Mixmag magazine came out on Twitter and announced that the print edition of uh, the magazine will pause, as I said. So let me read it out to you. Uh, Son Griffith says, Sad to announce that after nine years, I'm no longer part of the team at Mixmag. Due to the difficulties of operating during the COVID crisis, <coughs> the print edition is on an indefinite hiatus with myself, along with the rest of the magazine team no longer at the company. And he continues, while this is obviously desperately sad for everyone who either works at Mixmag or has enjoyed what we do over the years, I've got nothing but good memories and pride in what the whole team achieved during my time there. Continues, getting to be deputy editor of a magazine as iconic as Mixmag was a dream come true, and the feedback from readers, DJs and people in the music industry over the last few years was the magazine just kept getting better. I had so many incredible experiences at Mixmag that I'll never forget, so thanks to all the amazing people I got to work with there, especially those who took a pun on me in the first place and helped me become a better writer, journalist and editor, plus all the freelancers, artists and DJs and music industry pips who were so integral to what we did every month. Hopefully the magazine will rise again once this is all over. <clears throat> That's an intentional cough. I'm going to spend a bit of my time working out my next move, but in the meantime, we'll be looking for freelance writing work so you all know where I am if you need anything. Maybe I should reach out to him then. I do not think so. So, um, the COVID crisis, huh? Um, this is all down to the COVID crisis. Uh, it's very fashionable these days, I think, that uh, uh, let's blame it all to the COVID crisis and uh, cut... Um, uh, you know, fire employees and, and close down businesses. And uh, it's an excuse, let's face it. Uh, that doesn't go only for um, Mixmag, I think it goes, uh, it applies everywhere in the real world. Struggling businesses who were, you know, just coping with a lot of debt, basically they found themselves in a, in a real struggle with the economic crisis and they closed down or they, um, they reformed their operations or they, um, shrunk a bit. I don't think any of the big, for example, publications uh, shut down or closed businesses. Let us be real. It's not that the COVID thing stroke out and Mixmark was do doing so well. And because of that, unfortunately, they had to close down. Let's be real. The business was not doing very good and Mixmag, the print edition, was not selling at all. Now, you will uh, rightly ask me, of course, well, do you know the numbers? Uh, no, they, uh, I do not have these. They're not available. I would be particularly interested if somebody has, or if Song Griffiths uh, would like to release those, or if the company of Mixmag would like to release those to basically make me look like a fool. But I just have a feeling they wasn't doing very well. And I'll come to the point now of the title of the podcast, which was Get Walk Go Broke. First of all, I'm going to read um, some comments 
from people, readers, I guess, uh, got it for you. Uh, Mix Mike has mattered to me over the decades. Uh, absolutely got it for you. Um, some uh, love emojis. And I'm just looking to see whether um, that big support from uh, uh, industry and music uh, artists and DJs is there. Um, so let's see. Gorgon City. I see Gorgon City there. Um, let's see who else. Let's get lots of comments, obviously. Um, can't seem to find very many. High contrast is there. Uh, just browsing through. Can't seem to find very many. Hmm. And that is it. Just two well-known artists. High contrast and uh, Gorgon City only left a comment. So um, his um, announcement had 81 retweets and 578 likes. Obviously, that's a sad uh, announcement. So it's not a like. It's not that people are happy that this happened. But you get my drift. How really important is this? I think this is very important for the dance music community in general. And I emphasize that and bring back to your attention the previous podcast uh, we aired a few days ago saying why politics and dance music should not mix. And there's a, also a YouTube video for the same podcast. I encourage you to go back and listen to it. <sighs> what has happened in recent years is that Mixed Mag has delved into the territory of politics more and more and more. And it's a downward spiral and it doesn't end. I remember perhaps a couple of years ago, I can't really find that tweet. I'm not going to search for it. That they announced that if you're a person of color or you're LGBT or something of, of uh, a non-white ethnicity, you are very welcome to come and join Mixmag and also bring uh, your music to our attention. And that kind of, I froze when I saw that. Not because, as you probably understood, I have anything against those groups, but because this was discriminatory and racist against anybody who does not belong to these groups. And I hate politics messing with dance music, as you have probably understood. And I froze when I saw that and thought, what the hell are these guys are, are, are thinking? What, what are they doing? Are they trying to split the scene? So since then, they have featured, if you, if you, got grasp of any issue of Mixed Mag magazine, all you see is people of a certain color or a certain sexual orientation or another sex, basically. So I'm afraid if you are an artist who does not belong to those groups, then you do not have a lot of luck to be featured in the magazine. And I'm talking also for the online edition, not just the print edition. And I encourage you to just go right now and just have a look and just browse on their website right now. I wish I, it, this was a live stream so we could do it together. But I encourage you just in any case, just go right now and do it and search and see who is featured in their pages, in their online blog, because that's what it is right now. It's a blog. When you do not have a print edition, you are now a blog. Now, I would like to give you a little bit of a background, historical background for Mixmag. So it started back in 1983 from the UK and 
back then it was called a disco mix club magazine. It basically was like a newsletter of a few pages that was going out to DJs that were subscribing to the newsletter, right? And we're talking now print edition posting, right? There was no internet in 1983. And when the Acid House music boom happened in 1988, obviously things exploded and a DJ then called Dave Simon, he uh, he took over and Mix Mag was became really the, the voice uh, of, of the, the dance music community that was uh, exploding. And it was really one of the few publications uh, that were serious and dedicated. And, and I was buying all the issues back then. I have hundreds of issues in my closet somewhere. Uh, maybe up to the mid 90s and uh, they were great man the, the, you know they were there to document what was happening we were all every month just uh, browsing through and and just finding the latest records and going out to the record shops to, to buy those records so it was a milestone in, for the dance music community of course uh, later on as uh, uh, it got sold to in the mid 90s to one company and then to another company in 2005 in 2003 at, at the it's a heyday, apparently. It was selling something like 70,000 copies. And that's quite significant. Um, but in 2003, it was selling at least 30% less than that. And then gradually, I think it waned over the years. And, and obviously, the internet came. And I think by 2003, of course, the dance music... Uh, scene in the UK was waning and uh, as we know other countries took over so it's you know it's all kind of tying in together it's all a coincidence but r right now they I think they have they're messing with politics and and delving into ism east and phobic uh, so racism sexist and phobic uh, homophobic for example and trying to be politically correct uh, but trying desperately to be politically correct and only pandering to these particular groups excluding any other group that doesn't belong there basically messed them up and that is my opinion I would like a debate on that, uh, on how healthy it is for the dance music community in general uh, for Mixmag to close down for the print edition again, I repeat, because the online one is still going. Now, Seb Wheeler, who is head of the digital Mixmag, also made an announcement two days ago, says, I'm so, so sad not to be working with many wonderful, talented people on the print edition of Mixmag. It's gone from strength to strength over the last decade and it's devastating to pause, pause it because of COVID-19. We'll continue the legacy online and work to bring the Mixmag back in 2021. And there's a further tweet. Yesterday, from Mixmag itself. Thank you for showing so much love to us over the last couple of days. Only 392 likes on the tweet and 78 retweets. The sad news is that the mag remains paused until 2021. The good news is that we're still here in digital and will continue to be at the forefront of dance music and club culture. I bet it will not come back. So uh, this guy, Seb Wheeler, two to three weeks ago, I think two weeks ago, he was tweeting about uh, what to do when the police catches you rioting in central London. You heard that right. The tweet is there, go and see it for yourselves. So give instructions to people who are going to be arrested by the police on what to do. Uh, my question is, is this the role of an editor of a dance music magazine. Because I was thinking that the role of the editor of, da of a dance music magazine is actually to inform us about 
dance music, not how to avoid being arrested by the police and what to do if we get arrested. I don't know what you guys think, but I think that this doesn't fit very well with his job description. Yeah. So, to cut a long story short, you alienate as an institution a big proportion of your readers, right? You, I'm talking to you out there who is a young DJ or a young music artist who's trying to break through desperately and working his ass or her ass off, but mostly his ass off, will never get a chance to be featured in a magazine because you do not belong to these protected groups that Mixmag magazine has decided it has to fight to protect and it has to fight to expose. Um, by exposure, I mean uh, giving exposure through its pages. So you look at this and you think, F it. What's the point of me buying the magazine? What's the point of me supporting it since I'm excluded? I might as well go and do something else or read an online blog or, or something else. So you do. Now let's see, so the magazine closed. Do you know how many people work in a magazine? Well, I was uh, editor-in-chief at some stage in a music magazine. They're giving some secrets out. There's a lot of people, right? Um, I can't, I don't have a recent mix mag with me, but there's the editor, there's the editor-in-chief, there's a few deputy editors, uh, there's the production staff, then there's photographers, then there's the people who write the futures, and there's a lot of freelancers, basically. People who are desperate to get into the door of journalism or the dance music community, and they will write for free. I bet there's like 20 to 30 people, at minimum. And of course, in the background, there's a lot of people, the distributors, the pr production team, the printers, everybody. Why did these people have to lose their job? You bring in people of a certain orientation, political orientation or racial orientation or sexual orientation, and they promote more of their people, and then it goes down a spiral, or up a spiral if you want. But basically becomes an exclusive bubble, a club of my friend, who's my friend, who's my friend, it's only my friend who's gonna get in, right? It's a very elite club. And to start with, Mixmag as well as DJ Magazine, they are very elitist, just pushing British artists. I guess there is an argument there, well, if they don't push them, then who's gonna push them? So there is already a, an elite, a, an element of elitism there, and now it became even more elite. So you have to be British and you have to be of a certain, uh, belonging to a certain group as well. Is it to you, the listener of the podcast, of any surprise that this has happened and we can blame it to COVID? Really? Really? COVID has nothing to do with it. It's the poor sales and COVID is a very, very nice excuse as we've seen everywhere else. Of course, Mixmark will not um, disappear. I mean, this is a huge institution. It has six international offices. It states that uh, the video views are 74 million in 2018 and the, their YouTube channel is around 1.1 million. So it will not disappear. 
it will become a, a huge online blog. I think the print edition was very important to keep us grounded because there's many online blogs and they're doing well. And you have DJ Magazine as well. Now, DJ Magazine therefore remains now the only print uh, magazine, dance music magazine in the United Kingdom. They are down the same path. They follow politics as well instead of just promoting good music, instead of being agnostic and just focusing on music. You know what's the best thing is? Like, get some music where you don't know who its producer is or where it comes from. Put it in. And if you like it, then find out who that person is and contact them to feature them in your magazine. But listen to the music first. Don't see their color or their sex or, or anything else. For Christ's sake, just listen to the music. Focus on the music. I'm really sad that this happened, but I'm not surprised. I've sent few messages over the years to Mixmax saying what you're doing is inappropriate. Of course, pff, nobody cares because they know better. Well, Mr. Griffiths, you can go now and find a job. And perhaps if I feel like I will invite you to write a future for my podcast over and out. Thank you very much for spending time with us because where you choose to spend your time is really important and we appreciate your choosing us. Please make sure you followed and share this podcast if the topics we discuss spark your interest and you appreciate us going off the beaten route. Do remember that we are ravers just like you. I have been dancing for 30 years now. We're independent and not sponsored by any DJ, record label, event, festival or corporate. We pay for all our tickets ourselves and records we buy. And therefore, we're not here just to be super positive about everything when we damn well know the problems or things could be better. We thought that set was rubbish. We have the guts to say loud and proud, even though it is unpopular, because we've been listening for 30 years to all genres of dance music, and we know not everything is always 100% sparkling amazing. What we say and discuss here comes from experience and our own genuine beliefs and our sole interest is to bring ravers together and spark a debate on how to make the scene better and keep the rave alive. For that we have to ask your help. We ask you to subscribe to the podcast, hint it's free, and our YouTube channel, free again, but also share it with your friends and keep your feedback coming. This is your podcast as much as ours. And for that, we need to know what you want to be discussing. You can email us at freakbits2016 at gmail.com, tweet us on freakbits underscore cast, or DM us on our Instagram at freakbitsedmpodcast. And if you go to the anchor.fm website, you can even leave us a voice message and a rant. That's easy. Until next time, remember, get your freak on.